What's going on everybody? Dan here, also known as Red. We're going to try this one more time. Third time is the unbelievable charm, but to be honest, we have nothing better to do right now than try to get this podcast up and running. This has been a process for months I've been working on. I'm off of a broadcast called Launchpad, excuse me, and we are part of the Podcast One family. Now, this is my very first podcast of my own. I've been on others, just friends. Normally, it's talking about sports or wrestling or something like that. Um, We're going to be working on intro music and a bunch of cool stuff, but we're taking it one shot at a time. Unfortunately, right now, until we could get everything planned out, we're going to keep everything around the 35 to 40 minute mark. I'm sorry about the quality. Uh, We'll try to get that fixed as much as we possibly can. Right now, I had to pick low quality for the auto, so I'm really hoping it does not affect the actual quality of the podcast that much. Um, sit next to me and my co-host for the day, and he'll probably jump on every now and then with me when we get some free time. This is my younger brother, Adam. Adam, say hi. How's it going, everybody? Nice to meet you. Um, I'm not overly learned in the entire world of cryptids and all of these amazing things, but I've had one or two experiences, and I'd really like to start learning more. All right. Back to you, big bro. Alright, so pretty much what the goal of this show is. The name of the show is Monster Investigators of America. Again, it's Monster Investigators of America, also known as MIA. You see what I did there? That's right. I always had this vision as <laughs> you ever watched the show Monster Hunters? Well, Monster Hunters goes MIA. I just thought that was always funny and cool, Um, but the goal of our podcast is to try to help our listeners out, so if y'all are having a rough time or you have an experience, it doesn't matter if it's Sasquatch, the werewolf, you know, uh, vampires, trolls, little people, um, Aliens, UFOs, we are here to try to help the best way we can, If even if it's only just listening to what you have to say. But we also want to take it a step further. So if you're around an eight-hour market away from us, we'll take a trip out to your location, whether it's your own property or hunting property, and you're just having some issues with you know, something coming by at nighttime, banging on your, your your log cabin. We want to try to help you out with that. We want to try to see at the very least we can either help you understand what's going on and why it's going on or put a stop to it. Now, we are not, and I will repeat this, we are not going to shoot and run. We're hopefully not going to have to shoot at all unless it's a very last option, in which it should be. Um, we want to try to help our listeners out to solve an issue. So say you're getting those those night hits, the, the bangs on the, the windows and the side of your house at nighttime or somebody running through your hunting camp all the time. We want to try to put a stop to that the best way we can. Most of the time, it's through electronics, you know, adding stuff like trail cams. 
or even doing uh, a sulfur type of deal where we could stop it from happening. There's actually a story later on that you're going to hear coming from me on that topic. This is probably going to be a two or three part uh, show for today. We have to break it down, unfortunately, and we're going to do our best to do so. Again, I'm sorry if it's a bad quality. Hopefully, it's not too horrible. We'll get better as we go. Um, so I'm going to start off. When I was a kid, I was probably uh, probably four or five years old. And this is the third time I'm telling this story, guys. The third time. Because <laughs> trying to edit this dang thing, and it doesn't want me, it won't let me edit. I won't upload it because it's too big of a file somehow. Uh, so we're going to try it with this one. If this one doesn't work, I'm going to go back to the unit I was doing before, the, the app for the recording, which is called My Recorder. Um, which is not the one I'm using right now, but we're going to try to give this a try. One more shot with this app. If it's not three strikes, you're out, you're gone. Um, so here we go. When I was a kid, I was before I was right around four to five years old. My mom took me to a friend's house, her friend, and this is only, only went there one time. So this is the only time I've ever been there. Her friend had two kids roughly right around my age. I believe the one was a year younger than me. Well, not too far from it. Anyway, we're outside, you know, doing what kids do, explore and have fun in the back. Um, their property set off uh, probably about, I'm going to say they had like 20 yards. Uh, and I'm talking about like, you know, actual yardage, the, the measurement um, of their back property or their backyard. And then it broken into, you know, it goes into the forest. So we're just, you know, playing and whatnot. And I just happened to realize I seen a little bit of blood and some action fingers. And that's actually what made me even realize it was I seen it on the action figures. So I was like, oh, what's that? And the one kid was like, hey, that's uh, that's actually one of my friends, you know. Uh, do you want to go meet him? So I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, I'll meet another kid. Well, I thought was another kid. I was I was horribly, horribly wrong. Um, so we go back to this trail. This trail must have been close to 100 yards, maybe 75 to 100 yards away from the house. We go down, and then we make a right. If you make a right down the secondary trail, there is a shack the size of an old school house that you could tell that it was, it was definitely a house that – you know, somebody used to lived in back in the day, uh, and they just set it up back there. Now, we went back there. We stopped. I seen this He-Man doll. And if y'all remember the old school He-Man act, I'm sorry, not doll, action figures. Yes, I know, I know, whatever. Uh, you step back and you you used to watch He-Man. It was this really cool He-Man action figure sitting out right side, like right outside the uh, the shack. But there was like blood by it, and I was like, "Whoa, what's that?" And I heard some kind of like a growling type of noise, not an actual growl, but a growling type noise coming from inside the shack. So I'm a curious guy. I'm also you know, me and my brother grew up, we're, we're watching horror movies from, you know, young ages. Uh, we also grew up in New Jersey, which is the home of the Jersey Devil. So we kind of grew up intrigued by this kind of stuff. Um, 
Now, we would watch, you know, anything from Frankenstein to the werewolf to, you know, Dracula, um, Freddy Krueger, Jason, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Chucky, which never, honestly, never scared me. I never understood it. The dude's maybe two feet tall, foot and a half. Pretty sure I can boot him. Have knife or not. I'm pretty sure I, I would boot that thing straight into the fire pit. Uh, anyway, off track. So I seen this and I heard it. And uh, for whatever reason, I got curious. and wanted to peek over the window. And I peek up over it. And I see this werewolf looking creature. Uh, canines and all, and I mean, it was that it was a scary sight. I mean, especially for a five year old, of course. But that right then and there was the first time ever my fight or flight kicked in. Uh, now, fight mode kicked in, I, I guess you can say, or maybe survival mode because I didn't just see it and hurry up and run away and book toward back to the house. Uh, the younger brother uh, did take off, and I went to go behind him. Then I noticed that the other kid was staying behind. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And he's like, oh, you know, it's it's okay. It's fine. It's a friend. You know, you should meet him. I'm like, no, let's go, you know. Uh, so finally, I was able to get him, ran all the way back to the house. As we're just breaking out of the wood area, our parents, our, our moms are coming out. And, you know, talking and it was time to go and I could not have been happier about leaving um, because it was a scary scenario for me. You know, seeing something like that and it be real life is definitely scary. But I've always loved the woods and never scared me away from the woods. You know, it wasn't like how back in the day you have Jaws, right? And people and my younger, I'm actually busting on my younger brother right now. Um, but he he went outside for a quick second to talk on his phone. Um, people were afraid to go into the pool because of Jaws. Like they think Jaws would magically appear out of nowhere and get you in the pool. And I'm pretty sure people still think that today, including my younger brother Adam. So later on in life. Uh, you know, you have, I've different experiences. Um, I've had the one I must have been 15 or 16 years old, right? Uh, people have a sixth sense. Not everybody, but I believe that most people have a sixth sense. They call it their, you know, their gut. Their gut is telling them to do something. Um, I believe it's a factor where we could tell if we're in danger, if there's a dangerous scenario or not um or if there's you know somebody looking at us why because we get this feeling all the time you always hear people say oh i got the feeling that somebody or something was watching me and i got that feeling i was sound asleep i got that feeling that something was watching me and it woke me up out of my sleep so i jumped up i went from uh straight from laying down to standing up but the issue was that I, when I first woke up, I swore I seen something that looked like an alien. It wasn't for a very long time. It was for a very, very brief couple of seconds. Now, there's only a couple times in your life that you could go from laying down to standing up in a, in a fighting stance. 
ready to go in your lifetime. And that's what happened. Like I jumped up ready to go and all of a sudden this thing was gone. I looked all around my room. I checked the house. It was gone. So I ended up trying to look for it, couldn't find it, uh, and nothing else came out of it. You know, there was not a lot more to the story. I'm trying to actually hurry around to get as much information as I can, but not go too fast and leave anything out too. Um, and when my brother gets back, he's going to tell one of his stories. So the next time, and forgive me as I'm telling this story, uh, this is the fourth time, no, the third time I'm saying it. So apologize. Uh, my, I'm, I'm very, my family was very close. My uncle Vincent uh, passed away when I was, I believe I was 17 years old. I don't think I was 18 yet. I was a, a senior still in high school. So right around 2000, 2001. And I, uh, my, my uncle passed away and two weeks, two weeks after he passed away, I had that feeling again, you know, that, that uh, feeling I was being watched. And I wake up and I see the image of my uncle, my uncle Vincent. I know for a fact that should not be him. So as I'm looking and I'm in, you know, like a little bit of a state of shock because I can't believe what I'm looking at right now. Uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. Um, he ended up raising his arm up. I thought I got electrocuted. Thankfully, I did not because I checked all over the place because <laughs> he lifted he, – as soon as he lifted his arm up, I felt like a shock go throughout my body. And if anybody's ever had any experiences like this, please, uh, you know, let me know. And also let me know how you like the podcast. We're going to try to adjust as it goes on. We're going to definitely try to improve and make everything better. We are – Pretty much as much as we possibly can, an unedited, raw uh, podcast. We might have to make some minor adjustments with time frame and quality-wise until we could find either a launch pack could help us out with this, this quality issue or I find a different platform to podcast from. But... That is what we're going to do. I'm more than happy to listen to what, what y'all have to uh, say and, um, you know, help you through any scenario that we can possibly help you with. But uh, on that level, that was a, that was a very uh, personal um, thing that happened with me. I'm going to toss you to my brother. He has this crazy uh, story about these red eyes, which – when we talked last time, I remembered my own story about the red eyes. So he's going to fill you in on his story with the red eyes. And then I'll go ahead and do the same thing. All right. All yours, Adam. Thank you kindly. This was a, only a few years ago. I was living in North Carolina. Me and an acquaintance of mine just... We got it in our heads that, hey, let's go catfishing in this one little spot in this town called Hoffman. 
little hole in the woods. It's right off the highway. Wouldn't think twice about it. We're out there. It had to be, I'd say, between 12 and 1 o'clock in the morning. And we're sitting there. We're just fishing away, having a good old time, a couple of beers. And we start hearing a very identifiable sound to those of the audience that have ever lived in the woods. It's a very unique yipping sound. You'll know it as coyotes. I know what this is. Yep, yep, yep. I hear, I'm like, oh, great. These guys are coming in. They're going to try to steal bait. I'm just, they're an obnoxious little creature, to say the least. And I wait for them. I've seen them before. I've had encounters with this little creature. No worries. And I see the classic, and it, the first time you see them, it can. It'll definitely give you a case of the willies because their eyes do have a reflective layer in them and it shows back in a reddish orange color. And I see a couple of sets of eyes out there in the woods, not far from where we were standing on this dock, fishing and just, okay, here they come. They're gonna start yipping. I'm gonna have to scare them off. And, you know, they start getting a little closer, getting a little yippier. All right, well, I was already uh, quite a few beers in. And I apparently, from what I've been told, made a very, very big mistake. I was of the thought that, okay, I've got a small pack predator around here. Package. You're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm like, so I walk over to the tree line. They're, I'd say between 15 to 20 feet out. And I just unzip and I urinate at these coyotes, not thinking twice about it. They scatter. And I'm standing there and I'm feeling pretty good with myself. And I see one single set of these reddish-orange eyes still staring at me. Very, very un-coyote-like behavior. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at it going, what in the world is this thing thinking? And then all of a sudden, this set of eyes just moves up. And I don't mean up to me. I mean they are going vertical. I stand between six foot even and six foot four, depending on the gas station I'm leaving. And it went, judging from what I could tell, easily a foot above me. Just staring me down the whole time. I have never seen anything like it. I couldn't even make out a silhouette, and it wasn't a particularly dark night. I had, I was carrying a firearm at the time, and I start backpedaling. You know, just keeping my eyes on it and backing up, backing up. I was definitely in 
fight or flight mode and I was just waiting for that one stimulus to point me in the proper direction of sorry shoot or run I back up all the way I'm on to the dock I did not take my eyes off of this thing I look at my acquaintance and go dude we gotta go he's like what is it man he thought it was just the funniest thing when he saw me take a leak at these little coyotes and I pointed these eyes out and he's like uh oh uh oh <laughs> he left his fishing pole all of his tackle his ge- everything he left his phone sitting on the dock and he had to run towards the creature to get to his truck I follow him we hop in the truck he peels out we are down the road and we were just gone we waited about two hours he went and picked up his firearm just in case and there was nothing we had he had grabbed a big old uh, battery-powered spotlight. There was nothing to be found. We just got – it was simply our fishing pole sitting there and his cell phone and some tackle, and that was it. There was nothing pointing out that we came across anything, but – as from what I'm learning about a lot of these things, they very rarely leave any kind of physical evidence. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And, and you, you peeing like outside on the, their their actual area, they do not take lightly. It almost doesn't matter what cryptid you are talking about. It almost sets them off because it's a territory thing, whether it's Sasquatch. Or Dogman, also known as Werewolf. Unless, again, if anybody could tell me that the differences, because I don't see much of the differences between Werewolf and Dogman. Dogman's just a term I've, you know, only heard over the last past maybe 10, 15 years. It's uh, everywhere else, it's always been, you know, Werewolf, 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 or Wolfman, or, or something like that. But, uh, yeah. Peeing where they they live, thinking that you're and, and the thing is they could definitely tell what you're trying to do. So they'll just very lucky that you made it out of there with with the hair on your head because they do not mess around. When they get mad, they get mad. These things are not all cuddly teddy bears like a couple people will like you to like think. So. Yeah, that's that's crazy. You're very I, lucky with that scenario. I did not know. I mean, it was an animal that I've come across dozens of times living out in, you know, woodsy areas. Well, yeah, well, we come from the pines. Yeah, it's... But we have the Jersey Devil. Yeah. And, and big, there is Bigfoot over in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey as well, but it's not the... It's not talked about as much as the Jersey Devil is. Jersey, you know, of course, because it's named after the state. So, yeah, that, and it's just survival one on one. Always have someone with you. Always be properly equipped to handle anything you come across. Because I was just, I'd have never thought I'd have come. I'd have met something like that. 
and pardon me if you hear me start coughing. I'm actually smoking my CBD uh, stuff right now, and it's I, I use the smoke version. The oil version never worked for me, and the smoke versions always seem to work a lot better. I have issues with pain with my neck and my back, so it helps out a lot. And if anyone can send me or us any information of any kind, I, I do enjoy learning a great deal. And I am coming at this from a very odd angle because Daniel is always interested in the cryptids. Me, I liked mythology of any type. Which matches up. Because if you go through any kind of mythology or even into the Bible itself, it mentions a lot of these cryptids that we hear about and see today. So you could even uh, – now, he's Christian. I'm not. I'm Nordic. Uh, uh, Isha True, uh, Odinism, whatever you want to call it, that is the background I come from. Now, when I was a kid, of course, Christianity and uh, Catholic actually was the real big thing when I was a kid. Uh, my fan with my family, and then we broke into the Christianity, which is a, it's all pretty much the same thing. Um, I know there's minor details. Don't get me wrong. I do know there are minor details. I'm not trying to argue with you. Okay. I know there's super smart people out there. They're like, oh my gosh, Dan, really? Yes, there's differences. I know that. But I'm saying you're all under the same umbrella. Yes, and also, I am coming at this from a fairly, I am a complete neophyte until recently when Dan introduced me to all these things. I had no clue. And it's really amazing, you know, because I, like I said, I do study a lot of mythology. Everything from the Loup de Noir of France, which is the dark wolf. When you translate it from French, you have, you know, the ogres of Japan. You have it's the great mountain apes of China. All of these wild things that really line up. And the Yeti. Yeah. Uh, you have... The Yeti, the uh, I believe the Chinese one is called the Ao. It's S I A O. I'm gonna have to look it up again. I think you're right on that. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's correct. Sasquatch. Uh, what was the one you were telling me about from Florida? The swamp ape. Swamp. Swamp ape. I thought it was skunk ape. Uh. Well, some call them swamp ape, others uh, skunk, uh, skunk ape, um, others swamp man, um, and that's just the Florida area. They're the real swamp area. Even Georgia, Florida, uh, call them that. Uh, you have uh, over here and in other places on the East Coast in uh, northern part of the states, you have the Yahoo. Um, and, and the crazy thing is, like, the, you could date all this back again. You could go back to the Bible, which is supposed to be the Word of God. Um, or if you're like me, uh, Eric, who's a Viking, he was actually the first person to discover America. 
besides the people who already lived here at the time. So on his voyage here, when he was here, they came into contact with what they call forest giants or forest people. Um, and no. this is not something new to them. This is something they've already known about, but they've come through it and they, they've, when they were here, had an experience with them and end up fighting with them and you know they end up le leaving. But even if you go back to the First Nations people, the Native Americans, throughout their history, they have a whole history of dealing with Sasquatch. Um, the Thunderbird. The, the Thunderbird. And if you even look at their, their totems, they're one set of totems that are all all like animals, like legit animals that are here right now. Not the, not the, not the Thunderbird or uh, Phoenix or anything like that, but you have the turtle, the bear, the wolf. Sasquatch is one of those animals that are on the totem. So you have all this proof right there in front of you, plus everybody that has their actual experiences, their own experiences with them. And to me, it's just something that you could – it's definitely a real thing. People are really seeing stuff. So many Sasquatch, Dogman, aliens, UFOs, ghosts. I believe it's almost all part of – our world but a lot of us don't want to open our eyes to it yes and the I there are some people who do try to deny that the Vikings did come over um, I invite you to look up the Passamaquoi Indians even the members of that tribe to this day that are full-blooded they have only ever had Passamaquoi in their family 